Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 70th episode of the Beeple Dungeon Podcast. As always, I am Rob. And I'm Anna Marie, and this episode is brought to you by Meeples and Milkshakes. You can find them in-store at 130 Westminster Avenue West, Penticton, BC, or online at meeples.ca. Yes, so episode 70. Um, we talked last episode about it being the beginning of Gen Con, and uh, Gen Con has just finished uh, as we're recording this. And um, yeah, in the last episode, we talked about uh, games that we were interested in yep. seeing and stuff. And one of the games we didn't mention um, in the last one was the Disney Lorcana game. Um, that's that trading card game that's supposed to be kind of in the vein of yeah. Magic. I was I was surprised actually to see it because I was like, oh, so that, yeah, that's a go. <laughs> because that's the thing is we didn't know if this was officially going to be released. And it was officially released at Gen Con, uh, despite all the controversy and whatnot. I don't know really what's happening with that yeah. angle of it, but they did release it. But I don't know if you saw, but I nope. saw on Twitter or X or whatever it is now <laughs> that formerly the, known <laughs> there was an absolute gong show going on oh. with Lorcana. Where I was looking at photos and just people's um, account of what was going on there. And it, this Lorcana game was released in a certain hall. Okay. So, um, yeah, they were in this certain hall and this is where it was released. And if you wanted to go and get something, yeah. you had to go here. And I guess it was such an absolute crazy gong show where just like everybody was going into this hall that apparently... It was so like popular and so nuts that people were like fist fighting. No. Yeah. And like really yelling at each other and like stealing from each other. Man, this is board games, people. Yeah. I couldn't believe what I was reading oh. about this game. And I was like, oh man, just for this Disney card They're game. They're going to make more copies. <laughs> I know. Like if but it's it that wild. in demand, it's, it's, they're not going to let it go. Like it'll, it'll come back out. Yeah. So the, <laughs> the, oh. the controversy of this game is just. That's uh, nuts. He was going, yeah, where, yeah, I forgot to tell you about it. I, I didn't know about that. To tell you about it now. <laughs> just reading about this, like, are you kidding me? All these people were going insane. Like, wow. just like pushing each other. It's and like a Black each Friday. Other. Yeah, but exactly. Right? Picture that. Yeah, that's Holy the same smokes. thing that was going on at Gen Con. Yeah, where they opened the floodgate. convention. People pushing each other out of the way and throwing each other wow. and grabbing things from each other. Like, literally, like, people would have a couple packs in their hands and people will be taking them out of each other's hands and like craziness. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> this wow. game is becoming interesting to me, but I still don't, I don't know. I'm it's, it's definitely not on my uh, radar here. I like we have way <laughs> too many uh, battling card games as it is. Wow. But this just, yeah, it's just one more thing in the craziness of this Disney Lorcana. So, wow. I, I just, I, that is blowing my mind I right know. now. I know. Wow. But, <laughs> thought i would just yeah tell you about that now so yeah disney lorcana i don't know we'll see how that all pans out but it was released at gen con to an absolute nut show no so, kidding yeah I'd, and i've i've been i was looking at a few people like say oh i played two or three games of it and um people were asking well what do you think and they're like well i need to play a little bit more yeah. to give uh to be a fair proper opinion give, yeah. so i'm curious to see what people might say yeah. but from what i was looking at i wasn't too like, impressed. <laughs> I think that we just have the other the card games that you you like the theme yeah. better. Yeah, it just wasn't. Yeah. I like Disney themed games, yes. but just a battling card game like I was trying to explain to you earlier yeah. about like using Flounder to fight Gaston. Or Let's whatever. just say we don't know if that's what happens. Well, that's it does. Just it's, your... it's a deck builder. Yeah, but 
but we don't know how it actually plays because we haven't works, played it. I'm just saying just that's just weird. your idea of how it plays, yeah, just, and your idea of how it plays doesn't appeal to you, no, whether that's how it actually no. just those plays or not. Doing battle seems weird to me. Yeah. I didn't mind like I liked Disney in the um, Smash this? Up. Uh, well, yeah, but um, this one here, what was it called? Um, Epic Alliances. That's that the, one was the Smash Up, isn't it? Oh, no, no, no. That's the no, one no, I was... No. I meant Epic Alliance. That's what I was Arena, saying. Epic that's what I was thinking. I thought it was kind saying. of fun because no. you had these characters that are kind of like teleported to this area and they're like teleported to an arena. And, and forced, weird ones that have to work together. Yeah. They're yeah. forced to kind of work together and then and deal with this yeah. combat that they're found in. Right? But like you don't have Flounder isn't a character. Right? This fish that's like <laughs> flapping around. There was a cards in Lorcana that was Flounder. Well, you don't know what those cards do, <laughs> and you don't know who they're playing with. Him so flopping around and like, <laughs> what's the, what's the fish Magikarp, right? Right. Yeah, that's what I pictured. <laughs> yeah. Like, so either way, this Lorcana thing is is interesting. Yes. it's got my attention just because of how ridiculous, it, like the whole story has been. Yeah, that's nuts. But that is enough about that. Um, <laughs> So we had a couple games we want to talk about, a couple new games to the collection. Yes. Um, do you want me to start with this one? Sure. Okay, so this one, um, super excited. We were both really excited for this one. This, this was called... actually, I think, on our um, most anticipated for this year. Yeah, I think it was certainly... Mine at least. I mean, it would be on mine. It's just there yeah. were so many I was anticipating. Yes. But this is definitely one of the highest. Uh, this one's Halls of Hegra. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this one is a single player solo game which we're going to play together that we are going to play <laughs> together because that's what co-op can generally be any co-op game can be we'll just one make the decisions together yeah we'll figure it out it says 70 to 90 minutes uh this game comes from Tompet games designed by peter shunk olsen and this one yeah is is the theme is the command of uh, command a group of Norwegian volunteers fighting numerically superior German forces during World War II. So this is based mm-hmm. off kind of true events. Um, I'll give you a little rundown here. It says, from an abandoned mountain fortress, you command a group of Norwegian volunteers fighting numerically superior German forces in the early days of World War II. Halls of Hegra is a solitaire-only war game in the same vein as Robinson Crusoe, This War of Mine, Dead of Winter, etc. The mechanics are... Worker placement, bag building, and area control, tower control, or uh, tower defense, I should say. Right. Um, You play as the commander of the Norwegian forces during the three stages of the game. There's the mobilization phase, the first attack phase, and the siege phase in which the siege of the fortress of Hegra begins. And you're just being crazy outnumbered Mm -hmm. by like insurmountable odds. And you have to defend this tower and survive. Yeah. And... Oh, it sounds awesome. I'm just super, I know we said it before, but I'm super excited for this game just because I I love reading or reading or learning about like the individual stories and and those battles. And I hadn't heard of this one before. So for me, I'm super excited to kind of learn it through this game and, and just, and something like that too, insurmountable odds. And it just seems that it's you know, hopeless, but yet here you go. You have, um, you know, this group of, of soldiers who are giving it their best all and, you know, the yep. strategy they must have come up with mm-hmm. and like to, it's all to strategy, do it, you know? Right? So I'm very excited for that game. Figuring out how it. to defend oh, yeah. your, well, for them, it'd be like a, a castle or a yeah. building um, and using that to your advantage yeah. and outsmarting the 
the onslaught of waves of uh, yeah. soldiers. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. I can't. I really can't wait to play this one. I think this one's gonna be one of the next ones we yes, play for sure. I think so. I'm super excited to. We play have that. a game uh, currently. Uh, on the table right in front of me that we are going to be reviewing in the next episode um <laughs> so we have to play that so one first. we have to play that one first it's all laid out we're going to be playing this tomorrow night um but the halls of hegra i think will be right after that because next week we are off on vacation too Woo-hoo! so we're going to hopefully play a whole bunch of games and uh, yeah we'll be likely halls of hegra will be right at the top of that list Nice. Yeah. So what else do we have? What's that over there? Mine, I believe, is a lot lighter than that. But <laughs> yes. um, this is Astra. And it, uh, I apologize. I'm not going to get any of these names right. They're yeah. all a different you language. Are forgiven. And... Those are some crazy Woo! names. Like yeah. Patrick. I can get the first name of this one. Um, Patrick Porcolab. Frigius Schoberl. And... With Esther Christina Sass. Yeah, um, some pretty awesome names. Art by... I'm not done yet. Oh. <laughs> art by um, Scylla Fichetti. Okay. But published by Mind Clash Games. They've got Mind, Ca- Mind Clash Play on the box. Mm-hmm. So it might be just a, you know, version of Mind Clash Games. But um, yeah, this one, it was, just a, it was a 2022 game. Did you say the name of it? I, I did. Astra. Yeah, I said okay. it at the beginning. Okay, perfect. Yeah. It... Uh, I think it came out towards the end of last year, and I yeah I've seen it on the shelf for a for good, a while now a yeah. good little while yeah. It caught my eye in the pre-orders mm-hmm. at Meeple's, and I didn't pre-order it. And then I see it. I've seen it on the shelf mm-hmm. every You've time we go it there. Many times. Every time when I'm like, oh, the there's Astra. Yeah. Maybe we should get it. I really am curious about this game. I really this you picked it up me. and put it down like oh my gosh times. so many yeah. times <laughs> and I finally just pulled the trigger on yep. it and I said okay this is dumb I want it yep you do <laughs> so <clearly. laughs> I you know I'm just gonna do it uh, one of the reasons I think I wanted this is it reminded me and purely by the cover um, I'll read you a little a little bit about it but when I was maybe like twelve I think I was babysitting my cousins and. My uncle had a uh, a constellation book, and I had never seen. I'd never like I knew some of the constellations, like you know, and girl guys, you Big Dipper, you know, Little Dipper, North Star, like all that kind of stuff. But this particular book had pictures of the constellations where the stars go, and then it had the um, it had like the outline of the actual you know, story behind the constellation and like, and it, and it yeah, gave it you a story, like the, the actual, the actual figure, not figure. just the stars. Yeah. So like my favorite constellation ever since I was a kid is Orion. Right. Right. Orion's belt. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know Orion as the constellation. I just knew Orion's belt, but <laughs> That's I did cat from men in black. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, Orion's belt is his um, collar. Yeah. yeah. And the universe is in his little right thing on his collar. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but this one actually showed like Orion, and he's like a warrior, and he's got you know the club in the one hand, and it showed the stars in the club, and then it showed that on his belt, he's also got like a little kind of satchel pouch like hanging off of it, and there mm. are stars there, and it's got his legs and his arms and the you know and what he's holding, and I'm just I had no idea that there was an actual person in the constellation. Yep. And so for me, I reading that book and just while, you know, my cousins, I'd put them to sleep and I was reading that. I'm like, oh, this is cool. So now I can actually 
point like in the sky i can i actually know the whole constellation wait it's showing on the cover there is it showing the big dipper is a bear yeah what i yeah. thought it was like a pot no okay. that's how we're taught to recognize it because it looks like a pot but it's oh. a, it's the bear oh i had no idea yeah then why do they call it the big dipper? they also call it big bear i believe oh but um but yes it is a bear <laughs> i had no <laughs> idea i just saw that now like wait i was looking See? at the different dots and i was like okay those all look cool and then wait a second yeah and How do they so, get a bear out of that, though? It's a square with a line coming <laughs> off of it. Well, Whatever. it's where they come from and, you know, yeah. like, who sees what and what Some they mean. Some of them look really good. Yeah. Like, some actually, like, oh, wow, that does look like a like a bird. That does look yeah. like a scorpion. Yeah. But the big dipper does not look like a bear. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are probably other, maybe other little stars that are pictured on the cover, right? So. Like, they'll probably have the but, feet and stuff. Yeah, continue. But, but yeah, but that's that's what I mean. Like, seeing it like this... You actually see... How have I never seen that? <laughs> I don't know. That's never been a thing ever. <laughs> but you know what? Actually, I probably hadn't seen that either until that book that I got from that I was looking at of my uncle's. And that just, it kind of... We can see the Big Dipper every day yes. in our backyard. Yeah. You know. You and it, it was a pot. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> and the Little Dipper is the same thing. It's a little pot. Right? A ladle. And the yeah. Little Dipper is like a ladle into the Big Dipper. Yeah. Yeah. Then, <laughs> I've never heard that. I'm almost 40 years old. <laughs> No. I've never heard that. <laughs> so that's why I was so drawn to this game because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, maybe this will help my kids in the way yeah. that that book helped me when so when I was 12. So, I mean, and again, I only really remember, like I, um, I know some of them from that book that I remember, but I don't know all of them. So I was just excited to, yeah, very cool theme. to, yeah, get to just even see them. And with their names and see if there's a little story behind them, which I think there might be. If not, I can look Wait, that up. Wait, it's showing now. I'm looking on the side of the box. It shows the Little Dipper and it shows, it's a horse or like a Pegasus or something. Well, you're probably looking at Pegasus. That's not the Little Dipper. That's a different one. Oh. It looks kind of like it, but that is that is Pegasus. That's not oh, the Little okay, Dipper. Oh, never mind. That's different. <laughs> you were like, wait a second. How can I have a bear and a flying horse? Yeah. <laughs> so weird. But... Anyways, I'm super excited for this game. I uh, finally picked it up after looking at it and picking it up and putting it down and picking it up and putting it down. Yep. Um, the little write-up they have, I'm not going to read how it plays, but you and your fellow players are eager and curious astronomers determined to explore and understand the constellations of the mysterious night sky. Sounds like exactly what I want to do. So mm-hmm. um, you are willing to assist each other and share your discoveries, but in the end, only one of you will become famous enough to be remembered throughout history. So I believe you're just on your turn, you're deciding either to like spend stardust to discover a star, and when you discover the star, you just... Um, you have, it's like a dry erase, I believe on your cards. So oh. you just like, will connect the stars once you, you have to oh. connect them in a line. Um, but then whoever I believe like completes the constellation, they get it and they get, get, they get to be known for, I think, completing it. But if you also had stars in there connected, you get to pick some of the benefits of that card. Right. So everybody can kind of get little scoring points on it. But um, but yeah, so that's Astra. Yeah, from Mind fun. Clash play from Mind Clash games. Me too. And you picked that up from Meeple, so that's a good segue into our next <laughs> our next uh, segment, which is going to be the pre-order segment. We're going to head on over there right now. Alrighty then, here we are at 
pre-order segment of the episode where all three games, we're going to talk about three games here, are available. <laughs> Hear that, folks? Three games. Yep. <laughs> These were all uh, new kind of additions to the pre-order uh, uh, area of uh, meeples.ca. So if you want to uh, pre-order any of these you can find those there uh the first one i wanted to talk about was bonsai mm-hmm. this one um i just saw a whole bunch of people taking home in their suitcases from gen con oh cool yeah and it's one i hadn't seen much about until i saw it pop up on here uh what was it a week maybe a week ago or so um not long ago and then yeah i saw a whole bunch of people uh, in their gen con halls this yeah. one is usually included in a lot of photos this one comes from DV Games, designed by Rosaria Batiato. Yeah, Batiato. Oh, names are fun. Yeah, plays one <laughs> to four players, eight, uh, eight and up. So nice. Kind of a nice light game, it looks like, and it should be. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, in uh, Bonsai, players take on the role of expert Bonsai masters intent on growing their own Bonsai. Whoever grows the best plant will be appointed to show their Bonsai at the Imperial Gardens. Ooh. Yeah. Um, it's a mark of distinction. Yeah. So this is kind of, it looks like it's kind of card uh, based. Like and you're, tile play or card? Um, I don't think it was tile play. Oh, it was it? probably, maybe I made that up. I probably did. It's probably card. <laughs> you're probably right. <laughs> Let's see. What, what does it say here? Um, <laughs> I think I was looking at it and I don't know if I finished uh, like reading the description and I just, I guess, made it up in my head. Maybe you did. Tiles. Uh, mechanism says open drafting solo and tile placement. So oh, it is tiles. It is tiles. Yay. So there you go. I didn't make it up. So you're dra- <laughs> it looks like, yeah, you're kind of drafting tiles and you're building or you're making the best bonsai tree. Yeah. However that works. It sounds awesome to me because I particularly like plants. I'm a horticulturist. Yeah. And you used to make them. Well, okay. That's, okay. that's a bit of a stretch. So at the shape. Well, no. So that's I'll, I'll just be quiet and let I you to do. talk. And still do. But I, I worked for 15 years at a uh, huge wholesale nursery uh, here in Western Canada. <clears throat> and we, uh, I specifically, <laughs> had to do a ton of topiary yeah. that would be sold wholesale. Also a great game, topiary. Yes, If you it don't is. know Actually, it, go yeah. check it out. <laughs> that's it's really good, good. That's a good point. Topiary is a fun little game if yeah. you get your hands on it. But um, <laughs> I digress. Yeah, I used to do a topiary. And what that is is shaping plants into... Um, uh, like you can make them into certain shapes or animals or like mm-hmm. uh, designs. Yes. And I used to, I used to take um, uh, Alberta spruce little ones and I used to make them into spirals. Yes. And I used to also take uh, like certain junipers and things and turn them into quote unquote bonsai. Okay. So yes, you're not, maybe not bonsai <laughs> plants, but you shape them to yeah, look Yeah. I would like... shape them and prune them into yes. a certain shape where they looked kind of cute, small and ha- they'd have like tough balls yes. on the end of them and stuff. Super cool stuff, but it was not bonsai. Bonsai is a very, 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 specific. very specific yeah. thing where you are it's specific uh, pruning and watering techniques to make miniaturized versions of enormous trees. Yeah. Okay. But either way, it's, that's why it's interesting for me because I, I do like I that I had stuff. no idea that's what bonsai was. Yeah. I no longer <laughs> I no longer work at the nursery, I, but I still am a uh, horticulturist in parks, so I still do this stuff. Um uh, but I don't uh, make them every day. Right? Yeah. So <laughs> I do maintain some of this kind of stuff, though. So, yeah, it, it sounds interesting to me. Uh, just theme alone. Uh, I, I'm pretty interested in this one. I like that it looks like it's a pretty light game. Yeah. As it should be. Which, and pretty. It's a, it oh, looks, it looks very, very pretty. pretty. The art. Um, what is the artwork here? D- Davoud Mog. 
Oh man, Mogad. Mogad We're having a rough day with names. Davud so- Mogadami. Mogadami. That's pretty good. Yeah. I think. Yeah, Davud Mogadami. Who that uh, artist might be just shaking their head looks- right now. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Let's- <laughs> Me too. Their art looks amazing. So if you uh, yeah. heard that, your shake art your head, but awesome. take the compliment. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was good. Oh, I'm good seeing art. more. I'm seeing more pictures here. And oh, that's really cool how this works. Is you, it looks like you're drafting tiles. Yeah. To physically build yes. your tree. So yeah. like if you grab brown ones, you're, it's kind of the the trunk of the tree, and yeah. then the green ones go off in little tufts, and then you have blossoms, uh, that little pink blossoms and stuff. Yeah, that looks really cool. Yeah. Um, I hadn't seen those components yet until I uh, I went to this uh, BGG page. But um, yeah, looks awesome. Bonsai uh, from, D- what was it, DV? DV. DV yeah. Games, yeah. yeah. So yeah, looking forward to that one. And uh, what's the price on this one right now? Let me see here. I think it was like under $50 if I remember correctly. Um, yep, $41 nice. on uh, Meeple. So I think I will be picking up a pre-order on that one. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to talk about? There's one more for you and then one more yeah, that we kind of wanted to one. touch on, right? <laughs> so what's next? Dragon Keepers. Right. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, this one had your name all over right? it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, designed by Michael Menzel. So, you know, he's done a few things. Tons. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he's got that. The game's got that going for it. Mm-hmm. Um, published by Cosmos. And this game, I just, this is one where I am pre-ordering it on the cover alone. Yep. So this, <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so cute. <laughs> it's it's a little healing cue. Yep. <laughs> so it's this Highland cow. That's not a Highland cow. It's a dragon. It's got little dragon wings and little ears. Like it just. Yeah, and its horns are sticking out there. Yeah. It's a big, like an oversized. Huge dragon. Yeah. Oh gosh. And it's just super cute. It but looks really cute. It has the Highland cow hair and oh, it looks really oh, cute. Yeah. They're just the cutest cows in the world just love it but that's a dragon um (laughs) so this one and this one says eight plus as well so it looks like it's for um all ages Mm -hmm. and so but it's an interesting theme too anyone can herd sheep but have you ever herded dragons i cannot say that i have in dragon keepers you compete against each other as magicians Two stacks of cards form the magic book, which indicates which and how many dragons can be herded. With each card taken, this information changes, which I thought was super interesting. Um, But luckily, you can cast spells and return your cards to the magic book to change it in your favor and score. But which of your dragons can you spare to cast spells? So I found it interesting that you could... um, The information changes anytime you take a card. Mm -hmm. So curious to see how that plays out. Um, But... The art looks super cute. Uh, Michael Mansell did the art again. Ah, those like multi-talented people. Mm-hmm. I tell you, I just it's impressive. Super stuff. cool. Um, because I just love this is super cute art. I've said that way too many times, but it is. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the one that is a definite um, purchase for me, and that is Dragon Keepers. <laughs> yeah. Now, what was the <laughs> price on that one? It is 33.95 okay that was a little bit more than i, I um, had thought but um yeah it looks fun it's pretty decent yeah. i think cute and fun it's worth a shot i think yep yeah so that's uh dragon I mean, worth it or not i'm getting it <laughs> yeah dragon keepers that's what it's called dragon keepers yeah yep. okay we had one more we want to talk about so this one i clicked on just randomly um it's called inhuman conditions so 
This game, I'm going to bring up the BGG here for a second. <laughs> this game came out in 2020. So this is a three-year-old game. Okay. Um, and it just, the second I read, so who does this come from? This is um, designed by Tommy Marangues and Corey O'Brien. Published, uh, hmm, so self-published. Yeah. Either way. Um, so by Tommy. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> but the thing about this game is that it, um, oh, from the co-creators of Secret Hitler. That's right. That's why. Yeah, yeah that's why. Um, so that, that sparked my interest. But um, uh, this one, it, just the, the little uh, blurb here really caught my attention. It says, from the co-creators of Secret Hitler and Better Myths, a Blade Runner inspired five minute party game for two players like what even is that i don't know and i, I had to read on i hadn't uh, i hadn't heard of this one either and it's <laughs> it was out in 2020 but we a five minute party game for two, for two players. players that seems like, like an, what could that possibly right? be it seems like an oxymoron unless <laughs> yeah, it it, unless it was like speed dating where you just keep going around well that's well that's yeah. kind of what's happening here so <laughs> in human conditions is a five minute two-player game of surreal interrogation and conversational judo set in the heart of a chilling bureaucracy i i can already tell i will be garbage at this game. i will love this game. <laughs> you will slay me in this yes. game <laughs> <laughs> so a little more here just to give you an idea each game has one investigator and one suspect Armed with only two stamps and a topic of conversation, the investigator must figure out whether the suspect is human or a robot. I just am thinking how terrible I will be you at will this You will be game. awful, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I know you're a robot. <laughs> Instantly. <laughs> Robots must answer the investigator's questions without arousing suspicion, but are hampered by some specific malfunction in their ability to converse. That's just me normally. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> they must be clever, guiding the conversation in subtle ways without getting caught. Oh, Humans may speak freely, but may find this freedom as much a curse as a gift. There are no right or wrong answers, only suspicious and innocuous ones. And one slip of the tongue could land humans and robots alike in the Bureau's invasive confirmation unit. The B-I-C-U. There, alongside investigators who make improper determinations, they will await further testing. Dot, 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 it uh, says. If you pre-ordered this, I don't know if you did or if you are. I haven't yet, but I really want to. Oh my gosh. I, <laughs> I don't I'm know. Gonna be I wouldn't so be able bad. to play it with you, I don't think. I mean, I'll try, but I, I got to see how it actually plays, right? Yeah. But it just sounds like it's everything $40 I will not be good for at. For a two-player interrogation right? game. And That's... I was like, man, I just sound, this is something I've totally different than anything we have hilarious like it sounds like it would be really fun it sounds like it would be really fun in a party um a party setting maybe there's setting where everyone's watching so like there's me and you at a table <laughs> right and everyone else is I sitting didn't around even with, think about that. with drinks watching me interrogate you right yeah actually that would be and hilarious then just everyone laughing at your your uh, <laughs> my idiocy yeah like your responses <laughs> to things and stuff and be like oh she's totally a robot oh and, my gosh you know i think it could be pretty funny i didn't even think about that that would be funny, yeah actually and then just have random people interrogating each other it could be pretty funny i don't know i yeah I, no, I think so. I think it's worth um, taking a look at. You're swaying me a little bit. <laughs> it's a 7.2. Yeah. On BGG, and it is... Oh, I don't a, doubt it. I'm just... Yeah. Yeah. It's ranked the 173rd <laughs> best party game in the world. Okay. So, I mean, 
That's but I was it ranked much. for two-player party games? Yeah, number, <laughs> number one. Number one, dare yeah. I say? Because there's no <laughs> such thing. But yeah, I don't know. I This one <laughs> made me laugh. Everything yeah. about it, I had to keep reading. So I think we might take a look at that one as well. This would actually, just thinking about it, I think this it would be fun to get Tyler to play this game. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. he's super good with words and uh, yes. just making you laugh in general. So Yes, he would be great at this. Yeah. So that's... Three games uh, that are currently up for pre-sale at, uh, at uh, meeples.ca. So if mm-hmm. you uh, are interested in any of those, you'll go take a look. So that being said, we have a review to do. Yeah. And we are going to go do that right after this. Meeples and Milkshakes is a great place for all sorts of gaming fun. They offer a stay-and-play library with over 500 games, yummy eats like delicious milkshakes, tasty treats, and scrumptious sandwiches all made in-house. And they host a board game meetup every Wednesday and Friday at 7pm. Not only does Meeples and Milkshakes have a wide variety of games to purchase in store, they also have an extensive catalogue of games available online at meeples.ca. Their easy-to-navigate web store features new arrivals and restock sections, which are being constantly updated. Looking for the new hotness? Check out their pre-order pages. That's right, there are multiple pages of pre-orders with hundreds of titles to choose from. Oh yeah, they also ship across Canada. Check out Meeples and Milkshakes and their friendly, knowledgeable staff in person at 130 Westminster Avenue West in Penticton, BC, or online at meeples.ca. Alrighty then, here we are at our final segment of the episode where we are going to do another Meeple Dungeon review. review. And what are we reviewing today, Anna Marie? Today we are reviewing Stranger Things Upside Down, mm-hmm. designed by Rob Davio. Art by Giovanna B.C. Guillermeras and Henning Ludwigsen, and published by Simon, or Come On, however mm. you say it. It'll always be Simon to me. Me too. Yeah. It, that's how I first heard it, so forever Simon to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Stranger Things. Stranger Things, the upside, upside down. down. Yeah, there have been a lot of, well, not a lot. There have been some other Stranger Things, but this is upside down. Yes. Yes. And uh, <laughs> yeah, this one uh, from Rob Daviau. And uh, Simon, it uh, caught my eye. I'm curious. I actually looked up how to pronounce um, his last name, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure it says Davy O. Like it's got <laughs> the way they do Davio. it, they go like O H at the end. Right. So I think Davio. it's Davy O. Okay. Davio. I could be wrong, so you know you can blame well, me. I haven't if met we him are. in person, so yeah. <laughs> don't know. I've only seen it written down. Yeah. So yeah. Um. So <laughs> Rob Davy O designed this game. <laughs> And yeah, um, great designer. So as soon as I saw the name and I saw it was uh, uh, published by Simon, I was like, okay, let's yeah. give it a go. And um, yeah, this one was a cool one. Uh, like it, it. Uh, well, you can explain what you're doing. The theme, the because theme. there, you know, there might be a few people out there that don't know what, what it the is. actual story yeah. is here for Stranger Things. All right, November sixth, nineteen eighty three, Hawkins, Indiana. Mm-hmm. After a long, 10-hour RPG session, young Will Byers disappears while riding his bike through the fields between Cornwallis and Curly, or, as his group of friends call it, Merkwood. This frightening event triggers a series of bizarre occurrences in their small town. The the unexplainable suicide of Benny Hammond, weird phone calls and flickering lights in the Byers' house, Barbara Holland allegedly running away, and the sudden appearance of Eleven 
a girl with a shaved head and paranormal powers who is apparently connected to the suspicious Hawkins National Laboratory. Little by little, new pieces of this supernatural mystery begin to unfold, forever turning the lives of some of Hawkins' residents upside down. <laughs> yes, indeed. So is that all it says there? Yep, that's just the introduction. Okay. And I mean, I could read the overview, but we're going to explain no, what fine. it is anyway. So, yes, this is directly... Um, based off of the based first off two the seasons. first two seasons of the show. There's four seasons currently? I four or five, yeah. And, um, yeah, so this one, uh, yeah, is based off the first two seasons, and you play out, basically, the events of those two seasons. Yes. So, let's talk about... It's a cooperative game. It is a cooperative game. Yeah. So, let's talk about how this game works. There is a main game board, which uh, represents... Half of it represents Hawkins, the the town of Hawkins, uh, and the other half represents the Upside Down. So, the Upside Down, for people that don't uh, know... Is kind of a different dimension, reversed, mirrored, awful version of the town, the world, yeah, basically. And so you have to kind of go through like a portal dimension thing to to get to the upside down. But it just picture a reversed, mirrored version. But you know where you are, but everything is dark and different, and yeah, and kind of falling apart, ashy, and, and awful, and dead. Yes, right. Um, kind of like creepy. a nuclear sort of wasteland. It's very kind creepy. Of version. Yeah, it's very <laughs> creepy. So that's the board. It's split into two. Uh, and what you're going to do is just, yeah, you're going to lay out the board and you are going to select some characters. So you get to select basically any character you want from the show. Yeah, I think um, they've got six in here. There's all the kids, um, which was, f- what, five? No, four. Four, four. kids. And you don't play as 11. You can't. No, you don't play as yeah, 11 because you just win. Because yeah. she's... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, she's a very, very powerful uh, little girl. But you can play as basically all the main characters from the show. Um, and you have a deck of cards that will be uh, representing uh, the events of season one. Yeah, so they've got scene cards. Yeah, scene show. cards. So there'll yeah. be. So if you're playing season one, that's on one side of the board. You flip the board yeah, over. It's a double-sided board. Two. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But you always, you know, we started with scene one of, uh, or a. Uh, Season one, I should yeah. say. And so you'll take um, all the bits and pieces that go w- with season one. So yeah. you'll take the scene cards that go with season one. You'll take the... Um, there are allies for season the one. The ally cards that go those for season are the, one. Those are the only ones that are <clears throat> distinct. They have yeah. um, scene cards and ally cards for season one, scene cards and ally cards for season two. Yeah. And then there are item cards and action cards, which are used for both. For both, yeah. yes. And then, yeah, you're going to select your character and you get a little character card. Um, and that character card is going to show you who you are. Um, they'll each have kind of a little special ability. I played as Joyce Byers. She's the mother of Will, Will the boy who is missing in the first yeah. season. Um, I played as her. And on the card, it has um, the starting location for your character. Um, in this one, it's at her house. Um, what her special ability is. She gets a plus one to the rescuing will action. You get your movement is on there. Uh, how much movement she can do, which I believe all the characters are one except for one. I think moves two. I think Dustin Yeah, Dustin moves, moves two. two. Yeah. And then you have a fear track on there, which um, 
shows you how scared your character currently is at one point of the game. And then it shows you... And how scared you you can get. Yeah, how scared you can (laughs) possibly get. Like there's Jim Hopper. He's the sheriff. So he's got a a larger fear track than anyone because he obviously doesn't get as scared because he's a policeman. Yes. (laughs) And then there's kind of a little spot for you to put your items and allies below. And you are going to seed out the board. So the board gets seeded out in a weird way. There's all these tokens in this game. They're level tokens, I think they call them. What are they called? Level tokens. Level tokens? Yeah. Okay. Well, a whole bunch of tokens. And these tokens get stacked into various stacks into the all these different areas of the board. So like at the house right. or the hospital there's or Main the laboratory. There's Main Street. There's the school. There's, yeah. yeah. And all these places get different stacks of tokens and these tokens all have a different number on them and they're all going to be faced down for the most part. So you're not really sure how, what total sum of numbers are yeah. in any one stack. There's zero to five, I think. Are zero the to five. Yeah. Yes. And there's a whole array of them and you're going to be stacking these out. And some of them are put out right away and some are come out as you go through different those scene um, cards. Scene cards. We'll put them out <laughs> on the board. And yeah, so you're going to put out all these little stacks and then you're pretty much going to start the game. You're going to place your characters on the board. Um, and if you're doing the season one, you're going to put the Demigorgon. So the Demigorgon is a monster yes. that you're um, dealing with in this first season. And it's going to be out there on the board as well as a couple um, patrol, patrol vans, vans which yeah. are... They yeah. work for the, the They work laboratory. for the laboratory, yeah. yeah. And they're out there trying to catch you and hinder you from, from doing things. Yeah. So what your your objective is in the season one is to save Will. Yes. And to save Will, you're going to have to travel to the upside down. And you're going to have to um, search for him, basically. Yes. There's three locations that you're going to have to try and search for him. And, and uh, you're going to have to search all of them. Yes. Because you have to basically deplete these stacks of numbers at these three locations in order to find him so it kind of simulates that you look here you didn't find him you look there you didn't find him and you look at the third location and you found him yeah if you're able to do it so how does this work though you have you're going to have a starting hand of cards we said that there was action cards yeah at the beginning of the game you're going to have a hand of five yes and on these action cards there are numbers and those numbers are in the middle of the card and they they are one to one to three. Three. Yeah. Yes. And on, they can also have a couple icons on them. They can have a little radio icon or they can have a little like red alert icon yeah. on So them. a radio would be up on the top if it was there. And then like a, yeah, a, like you said, a little red alert. A little alarm alert. red thing on it. Um, and what you're going to do on your turn is you are going to do uh, several different things. You can move. Yep. Uh, from one space to another. So your Uh, basic movement is what's on your player card. And then you can also spend uh, your one, like action, your action cards to add additional movement. Yeah. So your action cards are, are multi use. Yeah. They can be used to do, to uh, add to your movement. They can be used for your actions and um, a few other things, but you can, yes, you can move one. Everyone can move one, except for the one character can move two for free. And if you wanted to move a little bit further and you wanted to play a card from your hand to move further, you would pump your movement, like she said, by X. Whatever's on that card, yeah. you would move that many additional spaces if you wanted to get to a certain spot. Because all the different locations on the board give you a different action you can do at those locations. There's some where you can get and gain, gain an items. Item. Yeah. Um, you can calm down, calm down, which <laughs> reduces your fear level. Yeah. 
Um, you can use uh, Eleven's powers, basically yeah. help, get her to help you. You can rescue Will. You can rescue Will. Or look for Will or whatever it um, is. A bunch of random things you yeah. can do. So, uh, look at the laboratory. Yeah, you go to the investigate laboratory, the laboratory. Investigate it. Yeah. Certain things, right? So you're going to be going around doing these different actions. You're going to use your action cards to do those uh, actions. So you have a action deck. Oh, gain right? ally the, too. That's another thing you can allies, do. There's getting allies, yeah, which is a really big thing. Um, the action deck is everything in this game. It's one deck shared between you yeah. that you are slowly pulling from. Yes. And it's slowly going down, 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 down. Yeah, every time. So you, you start with five action cards, like you said. Yep. And whenever you use the action cards uh, at the end of your turn, they get discarded and you fill your hand up to five every time. Yep. So, so depending on how many cards you used, you're mm-hmm. going to pull that many more at the end of your turn. And what the end of the game is, you'll lose this game if you spend the action deck three times. Yes. So you really have to conserve your action cards because the deck's not huge. No. It's like you, you need to really... It looks like it might be. But it's not. But it goes by really fast. You have to fast. really be careful on what you're doing. So you're using those action cards, like I said, on your turn to do three things. Um, basically, move. Yeah. Do actions. And then... You um, reveal... You refill your hand of action right, cards. Not doing three things. Doing two things. Yeah. Moving. Doing your actions. Those are your main things. Yes. You're always going to move if you'd like. And then you're going to do an action. And you're going to spend cards from your hand. So if you go to a place, say you went to the laboratory. In the laboratory, it's got three sections with three stacks. Those stacks are predetermined, uh, not the numbers, but a certain height. I think they're three. Yeah, depending high. on which So there's three, um, what are they called? The tokens. The level tokens. Uh, stacked on top of each other. And I'd have to pick one stack and I'd have to basically beat that stack uh, numerically. So the sum of that stack, I don't know what it is. Maybe the top one is showing and it shows a three. And then Maybe the other two, two cards are five. I don't know what those numbers are. <laughs> we don't I'm going to have to use my action cards to try and beat that stack. So if I played out a three, a three, and a two. Yeah. Right? I played those three cards out of my hand. Which You're gave... hoping that that stack doesn't add up to more than eight. Right. Right? Exactly. Because... If I played a three, yeah. three, and a two, I have a total of eight and I'm, I'm betting... On, I'm hoping that I have beat the total sum of that stack that I'm going to have. There's going to be eight or less in yeah, that stack. Yeah, because you can have, you can equal the number in there, mm-hmm. but it's equal or. And if I yeah. did, so I play those out and we, okay, now we're going to investigate that spot. I grab the tokens. I look at them. I flip them over. And if it was eight or less, I've beaten that spot. And now underneath that, we've revealed basically a benefit to us, which is, it doesn't matter. Yeah. There's a benefit. However... And, if However, you were not to have beaten that stack, let's say that you put out your eight with your yeah. cards, your action cards, and then the stack actually revealed a total of 10, mm-hmm. you lose. So you would have to take fear as the difference of yep. the the stack mm-hmm. versus your cards. So you have 10 was the stack. Your cards were eight. You would take two fear. Yep. And then, but the neat thing about this is then you flip them, you flip the tokens back over so you can't see them. You shuffle them around and then one gets removed from the stack. Unseen. Unseen. So you don't know which one is removed. You no longer, you you don't know. Like if you had a, like a four or sorry, a five, a five and a zero, you might be getting rid of the zero and the stack might still Still be 10. Still worth 10. Or you could get rid of a five and now the stack is only worth five. Yes. So, but you don't know that. You don't know. But it does bring down 
potentially the number Mm -hmm. that you need to beat. So you go into it for the next time you try with a bit of an advantage. Yeah. You know, at least you have a a worst case scenario. Yep. So that's one of the places you can go is go to this... um, this laboratory. laboratory and try to get that because the, the, the benefits that are listed underneath those stacks are really beneficial for you. So you're kind of wanting to do, to get rid of those stacks. Yeah. That's how the stacks throughout the whole game work Yeah. to get rid of it. It's, it's that simple. You're basically going to be playing out your action cards, trying to beat this unknown number. <laughs> yeah. Because there's stacks at different locations that do representing different, different things, things for you. You're yeah. just, it's representing a, a, uh, getting an ally, something that you're attempting yeah. to do. Yeah. And you have to, in order to do the thing you want to do, you have to beat that stack with the cards that you have in hand. But keeping in mind that you don't just throw your whole hand at the stack every time, because if you do that, your action action deck deck is going to run out quickly. And if it runs out quickly, this game is going to steamroll you. (laughs) So you have to be very careful on that. So there's a few other things you can do where you can go into certain locations. You can heal yourself. And it's the same thing, except for you're not dealing with stacks, but you're just, whatever cards you play, if I wanted to heal myself for four... Right. Say I'd been beaten or I'd been pretty scared and I'm getting really close to my max. Yeah, max because fear. if you do max out, you lose the game. Yes. If any one of your characters yeah. reaches their fear out, limit. If you max out, we lose. Right. Yeah. So if I'm terrified. getting too high, I'd want to move to a certain spot where I can uh, reduce my fear level. And I'd play cards from my hand equal to the amount that I want to reduce. Yeah. You calm Simple yourself down. <laughs> yeah. You calm. It's, it literally says calm down. Yeah. So if I wanted to reduce myself by six, I could play down a, uh, a three and a three. Yeah. Card, two cards worth three each and reduce it by six. Yes. Um, there's another couple of things you can do. You can get items. So these items are very beneficial where you yeah. do the similar thing. So you go to the get item spot and you play cards from your hand. And for every number that you're playing, you get to pull that many cards. So if I played a two, a two, and a one, that gives me five cards I can pull, five item cards, and I get to keep one of them. Yes. And so, so you just get, gives the you... more you look at, the you know, yeah. the more choice you have as to what you want to to add to your inventory. And then there is and the, no, I was going to say the items are going to be things like, you know, gaining two, three, whatever to fight, yep. gaining um, two, three, four to calm down, yep. um, you know, gain two to rescue will. Mm-hmm. There are all sorts of different things that can help you in different aspects of the game. But yep. like a plus two to fight isn't going to help you when you're going to save, like save will. No. So you, you, when you get the choices, you say, okay, which one do I think I need the most? Which one's going to help us the most right mm-hmm. now? You can have a maximum of two items. Um, but if you, if you land, go to the item spot again, you can always swap out ones that you have. Yeah, you can get toss something. Yeah, you can just only have a max two, but you can change mm-hmm. them. And there's a uh, similar thing uh, as we we're talking about with the stacks where you want to get an ally. So basically if there's an ally on the board and there's a stack beside them, you have to go and beat that stack. If you beat that stack, you gain that ally. Yes. And that's a huge thing because in this game, <laughs> on the um, uh, the action cards, yes. if there's a picture of a radio and you are one of two things, if you're in a in a area with um, another character, another, another player, character, yeah, or you have an ally card, it's basically going to add one to your card. Yeah, so an ally is basically considered that you're with somebody. Somebody's mm-hmm. with you all the time. Yeah, so if you want to beat uh, something. Uh, you and you have an ally, you're going to want to play a bunch of cards that have the radio icon on them because they're going to increase the level of that card by one. Yeah, every radio increases it three plus it by one, one, two plus one, one plus one, whatever those yeah. might be. And so you can really amp up your card power uh, if you have an ally or if you're in the same zone as your um, friend that right. you're playing with. Uh, and then there is 
basically the other main thing would be saving Will. Um, and it's the same thing. It's just stacks. You're going down there to save him. Um, and with my character, Joyce, she has plus one to rescue Will. So that's an actual action that you take, right? You go down into the yeah uh, into the upside down to do that action to save him. And you have to do that in the three different spots to save him. Yeah. But there's a whole other thing going on here. So on your turn, you can move. You can hmm. uh, do an action by spending action cards to do one of the various yeah. things we just talked about. You re- refill then, your hand with your action cards. Yeah, you, then you refill your hand with however many cards you spent. And then the nonsense starts. Then it's a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> you pull a, well, early in the game, you're just going to be pulling one scene card. card. And these season cards are... Scene card. Scene cards. Yeah. These are just events. Yes. It's the event deck, for lack of a better word. You're going to pull that card and it's going to say something usually really bad. Yeah. It'll say, um, move the Demigorgon to your location and uh, gain fear equal to blah. Whatever. Yeah. Right? And then all of a sudden, boom, 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 boom. Your, your fear has gone way up. And so on your next turn, the Demigorgon's sitting there in your spot. And the thing is, wherever you are, if you want to do an action on your next turn and the Demigorgon is standing there, you can't. You have to either run or fight. Yeah. The Demigorgon. You That's can't, your only option. If you're in a spot with a foe, you have to fight the foe. Yeah. Um, or leave. You, yeah. If you don't want to fight the foe, you can leave. They're not locking you in that location. No, you can run. But you can't do that action. Yeah. You have to fight or leave. Yeah. It totally blocks you from doing the action that you yeah. were probably hoping to do at that yeah. location. So you have to make up your mind whether or not you want to fight him or leave. Yes. Um, fighting him, it's the same, similar thing. Uh, there are the a bunch Demigorgon of little stacks. Has his own little area on the board with that may or ha, may or may not have a whole bunch of stacks, yeah, uh, or or not because the whole thing with the demogorgon in the fr- uh, in season one that we're talking about right now is that for every I should back up a little bit in the <laughs> in the three zones um, that you need to save um, will will there are five additional tokens added to these stacks at random. And they have the picture of the Demogorgon on them. Yes. For every one of those tokens that you discover in one of the stacks is equal to the number of stacks that, that are in the Demogorgon has. zone. They can the have, there are up to eight stacks that are possible. Yeah. And the only way to get rid of those stacks from his zone are to fight him and knock yes. those down. You got to fight him and fight him and fight him and keep knocking down these stacks and getting rid of them out of his little square on the board. So, because that reduces yeah. the weight and the... Um, the power that the actual Demogorgon little token has if you run into one. Yes. And so it can go from no strength to eight. And that's another thing that those scene cards do. They'll add stacks to there and they'll add stacks to different places. And so you're like, oh, we're getting somewhere. And then boom, scene card. That's not good. And it just changes everything. (laughs) Yeah. So those, yeah, the the fighting of the Demogorgon is very important because you have to knock those stacks down to get rid of his stacks to make him... Uh, less powerful yeah. for when you're trying to save Will. Because if you run into those Demogorgon tokens when you're flipping over the stacks, they could be hugely heavy yeah. or or not worth anything if you've beat up the Demogorgon enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's kind of how this There's, works. Yeah. So I want to mention a, a couple things to do um, with the action cards and with the scene cards. So on the action cards, we've mentioned if there's the radio, you get a plus one to your action. Yep. If you have an ally or if you're in the same spot as another character. Yep. Um, on the bottom, if it might have that that red triangle with the exclamation mark, like yeah, the we danger. Yeah, a little while ago. Right? Um, if you have those tokens, what that means 
is you have for however many of those tokens are that are on the cards that you play. It's not a token. It's an oh, icon. Sorry, an icon. I yeah. mean, so they're not tokens. No, they're for every on one of those icons on the action cards that you play, you have to pull an extra scene card at the end of your turn. That many more. If that you many play more. Three cards that have red icons on them. That means you're paying. You're you're pulling four scene yes. cards, which is awful. And so you know, there's the one section in the laboratory. You get rid of some stacks. You can negate some of those, yep. but once you go through the action deck once, you move 11 over to the second round counter, mm-hmm. and when she's on the second round counter, you now have to pick up two scene cards every turn. Yep. So if you have to pick up two scene cards every turn, plus you play some of those red I- those cards with the red icons on them, yep. you're then adding on to those two, so you really want to, you got to have to manage like, okay... How much can I knock the, these stacks down so that we can have some mitigation? Because then when you go to the, th- when you've gone through the stack twice, you move 11 over to the third slot and now you are picking three scene cards yes. after every turn. So, and so, you know, like, yeah, these, but anyways. So, yeah, you, <laughs> the moral of the story with those uh, scene cards is that the laboratory is a must. Yes. You must go to the laboratory. You must knock down the stacks from the laboratory in order to to ignore yeah. those as many of those red icons as possible because that can get right out of hand right quickly. Yeah. And yeah, so just to summarize quickly, on your turn you can move, then you can do an action. All the various ones we've talked about, yeah. there's a whole bunch of different ones and they, they do very dis- different things. In order to win the game, you have to save Will. You have to go to his the three spots in the uh, upside down and reduce those stacks to yeah. zero. Um Without having your fear go to full on either you or me or both of us. Right. And also without running out the action stack three times. Yes. Also, there's just one other thing. There's these (laughs) two vans that drive around and they kind of... The patrols. Annoy you and they'll Mm -hmm. kind of do smaller things. They're not as bad as the Demogorgon. But um, yeah, there's these two vans that kind of drive around and they're dictated by the the scene cards Mm -hmm. as well. But you need to beat up that Demogorgon. You need to investigate the... Um, the laboratory. Uh, laboratory. Those are two Huge, big yeah. musts, and you also have to try and use Eleven's powers. Yes. Um, to to successfully save Will. Yeah. That's how this works. So there's also a season two. Yeah. Season we two. We, I was just gonna say we won't go into detail no, it's, on there. It's very very similar. Yes. Just slight tweaks Different to foes. it to make it more yeah. thematic as to the actual events of season two. We can leave you to figure that out. It's yeah. very similar to what we just talked yes. about. Just slight differences. So. That's how this works. <laughs> it's it's not nearly as tricky as we might be making it seem. It's just kind of a different system. It's a it's a it's a it's yeah. unique system I haven't really seen much yeah. with before. So that being said, let's revisit the theme. Does the theme lend well? Clearly. Yeah. It's yeah, you feel like you're playing through the, the show. I you know what's funny actually in this one? The theme I thought they did um and I could talk about this with the art, but I actually think the board and the um the the scene cards they were the most thematic to me where like because i were pulling those and looking mm-hmm. that's what brought me back but when i was actually like in the game i wasn't thinking about the game i, w- I was thinking about the game not about the theme right. so but like yes it definitely comes through and i think that the art super yeah. helped with that for me mm-hmm. um they made it look very good but the game i was just focusing on mechanics i think most of the time yeah I wouldn't say that the mechanics lend to the theme, but no, it's, um, but that's the what theme I mean. Yeah, 
it does feel like you're trying to save it does. Will. Yeah, and you're for trying sure. to evade the demigorgon, and you're trying to beat up the demigorgon, and well, um, yeah, I mean that's what like rescue Will. Like yeah. that's so it does what feel you're like doing. you're trying to rescue, yeah. him, which is what they were trying to do in the movie. Yes. Um. So yeah, theme is great. I like it. Yeah. Uh, for for an IP game. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. The theme worked worked great. So artwork, like you said, great artwork. Yeah. Really good. The board I just thought was board fantastic. Amazing. You got a double sided board. You have. Mm-hmm you know, um, Hawkins on the top and you have the upside down on the bottom and which is exactly the, as we described a mirror right? awful version of the town. You have a normal bright and awesome. then dark and gloomy and yep. yep. So the I cover, really like, like the box, the cover of the manual, yep. really great art. Yeah. Um, it's got 11 on the one side and the Demogorgon on the other. Really like it. The, yeah. The uh, artwork the, of the cards that's it's you stylized. You know exactly who you're playing. Oh, totally. This is Winona Ryder, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> playing Joyce Byers. It looks looks really good. Yeah. It's it's cartoony, but... but um, It's just stylized. Yeah. It's Yeah. But like um, realistic cartoony. Yeah. Um, yeah. Liked it a lot. Really liked the art. Components. Uh, they're fine. It's good. They have some little meeples uh, or... Um, Minis, actually, yeah. where you have For your yeah, character every character's minis, a mini. The foes the are minis. A mini. Except the patrols are just a cardboard standee. Yeah, the vans are cardboard yeah. standees. But, um, um, yeah. The no, foes, yeah. I, I actually really liked the uh, level tokens. Um, mm-hmm. The one side is just like a blue exclamation mark. But the other side, they use like the chapter numbers yeah, that they did in the show. So the red the, and black, really which good. I thought was clever. Mm-hmm. Like that was... Not clever. That made sense. Yep. Like it was very nice. But anyways, yeah. So those were good. Yep. How yeah, about come... the rule book? Okay. I read the rule book. And I watched You watched the video. video. I watched Rodney's video. And we did them separate of each other. At the same so time. I did not watch a video. Mm-hmm. He did not read the rule book. Yep. And I think that worked actually really well. The rule book was fine. It was We good. both came to the same conclusion. We did. Yeah. yeah. I, I understood stuff from the rules. Set well up written. Was easy. Yep. Uh, the iconography is really good. Yep. Um, it's really easy to understand. Like it's. It's very simple. Move, yeah. do an action. Play your, your action cards are multi, multi-use. multi They can be used to get rid of yeah. stacks. They can be used for how many cards you pull from the item deck, how much life you gain back. Yeah. Right? It's how many... Whatever those numbers are is what you're using. One thing I really liked in here is they did have like a specific section um, on each... On the actions, you know? Yeah. So oh, yeah. like recruit ally. It'll say what's a success and, you know, where <laughs> you can find it. And then... Um, for fighting, it actually would, it broke it down for, okay, Demogorgon season one and and season two and the patrols. So like you could go and they had, they were nice bolded. You could go and find it. Mm -hmm. It's easy to find. It's cool because now that you kind of picture it that way, it's that the the playing of the cards against the stack is kind of like rolling dice, right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of simulates rolling dice. It's like, these are the cards I'm willing to play. Yeah. Um, so I'm rolling the dice and I'm going to beat this, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of, it's, and like a press your luck. The press your luck chance yeah. for success. And, you know, it's just that kind of system. But for through sure. cards and stacks of tokens. It's just a neat, yeah. a neat thing. Yep. So, um, yeah, do we say we uh, recommend this game? And if so, who for? Um, I really do recommend this. There's a lot of fun. So this one reminded me a lot of um, Alien, the Fate of the Nostromo, mm-hmm. um, which is just a fun co-op thematic game where you're hiding from the alien right on the ship yep. and you have to do the whole thing. So this is, it felt very similar yeah. Um, in, in um, type of game and play and ease like of, of simplicity. Yes. Um, but there's tons of strategy and whatever, yeah. but um, 
easy enough to understand how to play, but just like you're constantly under threat and you're constantly like, oh man, are we going to do this? Are we going to make it? How do we do this? Where should I go? Where should you go? Should I go up there and do this? Should you go down there and do that? Oh, now the Demogorgon's up here and now he's, I can't do what I want to do. I got to fight him or I got to run. Yeah. You're constantly in that kind of state. And I love that. I love those type of games. Great co-op. I like it a lot. Yeah. I, um, I think that we nailed like we haven't played through all of the different characters. Nope. And I think we absolutely nailed the characters that we picked. Yep. I think they worked very well <laughs> together and I think they um they just uh, I played as Nancy Wheeler mm-hmm. and I like I honestly don't know I mean you obviously can, but I don't know how you could win the game without her. I don't know. Like she's Well, yeah, so to that point, um I was posting about this on the X app. <laughs> it's hard not to call it Twitter. And um I had tagged Rob Davio. Yeah. <laughs> and he he responded because I'd said, Oh, we did this and then we went we we won by the skin of our teeth doing this and then we we just as with season one, we again it was a nail biter, but we we completed yeah. season two and he's like, You are the first people I've seen complete season two. Like, posting about it. I was like, oh, man, really? Yeah. And then I posted that, like, well, the characters we used were Joyce and Nancy, Nancy to successfully beat both. And we feel like, yeah, with those, without those two characters, it would have been exponentially harder. Right. Like, Nancy's ability is at the start of your turn, you may move any one foe one location. Yeah. And I think being able to move the foe to allow, um, like, say, you know, potentially in the next turn for the other person to be able to... Um, use that action space that they mm-hmm. needed or whatever was huge or so that there weren't, you know, multiple foes in one spot or whatever. I just think that I used that a lot. And I think... Oh, yes, used we, it every turn. You were manipulating where the yeah. foes were every turn. Yeah, and it was, uh, well, one, you can move one. And then the allies are huge too, right? Like yep. I had an ally and, you know, getting that an ally early, making sure that you have that extra, um, like, radio... Yep. For your actions is is huge as well. So And Joyce was huge as well because she had plus one to the rescue will action. So every time we went to do a rescue will in either season, mm-hmm. Joyce was the one doing it. She was down there and I would gain also gain items that added to rescue will. So we pumped up Joyce with the rescue will action uh, plus. Yes. So that it made taking down those stacks that much easier. And like, yeah, without these two characters... It could have been really difficult. But, you know, then it's funny looking at Mike, his his ability is you may perform a help 11 action in any location without a foe. So I found we totally forgot yeah, we about didn't. 11. <laughs> yeah, we were like, so fixated on other we're, things. Right, we were so hyper-focused mm. on what we needed to do that mm. we forgot that help 11 was a thing. Yeah. And um, whereas Mike, he doesn't need to be in that location. Right. He can do it wherever he is as long as there's not a foe in his location. Right. So I think he could be pretty powerful as well. Yep. Like I think that, yeah, they've all got um, some interesting They all do. Different they all things, right? And But we went with a strategy. Yeah. With these two characters. And we and just played, yeah. Off, yeah. Right? So, um, and yeah, he said that we're, he's, we're the first two he's seen he's, yeah. beat That's crazy. Two. Yeah. So that's our claim to fame. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we clearly both really enjoyed this one. Um, I do recommend yeah. it. I think if you like Stranger Things, you'll really like this. Because yeah. it's very great game with, with that theme on top of it. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, if you like co-ops that are simple and challenging, um, this is this is a great one. 
If you liked it, well, for, on that matter, if you liked Alien Fader than Nostromo, yeah. if you like uh, the horrified games, this is in that same uh, ballpark. I and would you say, enjoy it. yeah, I would say be prepared at potentially to like you're going to play into your player power, obviously. Mm-hmm. That's always what you need to do, generally. But yep. um, that didn't make sense. Always, generally. <laughs> but um, you might end up feeling like you're doing the same thing over and over and over. Especially when yep. you're like... And that all will be dependent on the scene cards you get. But be prepared to be like, oh, I just cleared this and now I have to clear it again. I just cleared yeah, this and now I have to clear it again. Damage control, right? And it's like, at what point do you be like... Forget that. Now we have to do this. Well, so it's the yeah. We, the we had we we we'd reached that point where we're like yeah. okay, we're t- we're too close. Like we're, we're gonna run we're out of cards. running out of time. We've yeah. got to run and try to do this and hopefully get lucky. And yeah. we did. Yeah. So it. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I would say too. Just a note on the age: they have twelve plus. I think that's a good rating. Yeah. Um, if you look at and more, I guess for the theme, not like the the ease of play. Like I think you could. That's. That's pretty good. I think that's a decent, decent rating for age. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would say as low as ten could could uh, do this pretty easily. But yeah, good rating. Uh, great game. I liked it a lot. A lot of fun. Yeah, this is definitely one for me. These are the type of co ops I really enjoy. Yeah. So great theme, easy to understand. Nice to see another IP and, that's and challenging a fun though, game. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we'll call that an episode then. So. Um, yeah, if, uh, you can find us on the X app at Twitter <laughs> or no, at, Twitter, <laughs> at Meeple Dungeon, um, on YouTube, the Meeple Dungeon, our email is the Meeple Dungeon at gmail.com. If you'd like to contact us and yeah, I think that's it for this week. We're going to run and we will see you next week. Cheers. Have a great week, everyone. Bye-bye.